Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the Window Replacement Hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 800-685-2080. 800-685-2080. That's 800-685-2080. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. It's Tuesday here on this program. You know what that means. We have got Monday Night Raw to talk about last night. And uh, honestly, not a whole lot to talk about on the show. There was no, uh, there was nothing in the ring where dudes were throwing things at each other or going off script or getting kicked out of the building or anything like that. So from that perspective, kind of a boring show. But I mean, we are, uh, it was the season premiere. And as a result of that, we had a, uh, you know, we had a brand new Raw, the likes of which we've never seen before. We had advertised matches didn't take place. And uh, new stars all over the show, matches we've never seen, like Carmel and Liv Morgan. Lots of stuff to talk about. The show was all right, but it certainly wasn't like a uh, fantastic edition of the show. There was a very, very good main event. Seth Rollins won a ladder match to become the number one contender to Big E's title. And uh, that means that we're going to have a ladder match two nights in a row on WWE television, because tonight is the NXT Halloween Havoc show, which in fact does feature a multi-team ladder match with Io Shirai and Zoe Stark versus Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada and Gigi Dolan and presumably J.C. Jane. Although I have not heard an update on J.C. Jane since uh, she fell on her head last week. But this is a scareway to hell ladder match, which is going to scare away the hell out of me because some of these folks are green and probably should be working on normal matches and not falling off ladders and onto ladders and that sort of thing. But we have the full lineup for the Halloween Havoc show here. We have a full lineup for the Dynamite show this week, which includes MJF in action has just been added. So we can talk about that. We've got ratings for Rampage, SmackDown, Dynamite on Saturday night, updates on Kota Ibushi, Chris Jericho's Rockin' Wrestling Rager at Sea. Uh, The next date has been uh, added. We'll talk about that and so much more. So back in a moment, Mike Sempervivi joins us. Wrestling Observer Live. And now today's rust-eating tip of the day, presented by Free All Deep Penetrating Oil. 
You're all set for a quick tire rotation until you have a rusted-on wheel. Coat those lug nuts in penetrating oil, let them sit for a few minutes, and you'll have them off in a cinch. Now, give a generous spray into each mounting hole, place a 2x4 on the outer edge of the wheel, and smack the wood with a mallet, just enough to create some braking force and vibration. Repeat if necessary. And now a word from Free All. Stop wasting your time struggling to loosen rusted nuts and bolts. Start using Free All Deep Penetrating Oil. Free All spreads deep into rusted or frozen parts to help release tough bolts and washers. Its formula delivers three times more lubricant. That means less sprays, less torque, and less time than any other penetrating oil on the market. It's even silicone free. Professionals have trusted Free All Deep Penetrating Oil for over 40 years. Now it's your turn. Get Free All today at AutoZone, O'Reilly, and Nash. Look for the silver can. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Here's a COVID-19 update pertaining to cruise travel. Everyone wants to get away and go on a vacation. But let's face it, there's a COVID fear factor out there. But here's some good news. Taking a cruise is probably the safest place you can be right now. All cruise lines have initiated very thorough testing requirements for all passengers and employees. They've also enhanced their air filtration systems, continual cleaning of the cruise ships, and have much stricter occupancy limitations. What that means for you is you can have peace of mind knowing you can have a wonderful vacation on a cruise ship without putting yourself in a severe risk of getting sick. Make your cruise vacation plans now. Call and let one of Viva Voyage's cruise experts help you find the safest cruise package at the lowest rates of the year. 800-585-4760-800-585-4760-800-585-4760. That's 800-585-4760. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Tuesday here on the show, lots to get into, including tonight on the USA Network. It is the NXT Halloween Havoc Show. Four matches scheduled for the show. They liked to, uh, in the old days, these were sometimes, uh, these were sometimes the, uh, oh, we may have breaking news, actually. I'm going to have to follow up on this. I won't say anything yet, but I'll try to get an update as soon as I can. Anyway, we got uh, four matches for tonight. Used to be takeover caliber events to a degree, but uh, we'll see how this uh, show does. Tommaso Ciampa versus Braun Breaker for the NXT title. Raquel Gonzalez versus Mandy Rose. Spin the wheel, make the deal for the NXT women's title. 
Io Shirai and Zoe Stark versus Indy and Persia Parada versus Toxic Attraction for the tag team titles in a Scareway to Hell triple ladder match. At MSK, will be facing Imperium in Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal for the tag team titles. Maybe Izzy's parents can spin that wheel. That'd be quite the quite the deal. But that's the lineup for tonight. And Chomp and Braun Breaker should be good. I expect a title change there. Raquel and Mandy Rose, we shall see. I expect a title change there, actually. Ladder match is probably going to scare the living hell out of me. I don't think we'll see a title change there. And we'll see about MSK versus Imperium. I mean, it is a new NXT. It's NXT 2.0. I mean, there's that part of me that thinks, man, they're just going to switch everything around. They're going to put the belts on all their people, all their new stars. And there's the other part of me that figures, well, you can't change all the titles. Can you? Maybe they can. It's a new NXT. So find out tonight on the USA Network. Any thoughts, Mike? What is Chucky going to do? That's the big question. Will Chucky be involved with Braun Breaker? No, I don't think he's going to be involved with Braun Breaker. I don't think so either. I think he's going to be involved with uh, the creep from the creep farm. (laughs) Well, that's we haven't seen Dexter, have we? Will his presence overshadow Indy and her new friend? I guess her old friend Persia, who's now her new tag team partner. I don't know. You know, you can see me texting right here, Mike. You could just talk for once. Actually, I wasn't paying attention, but I see you are working on breaking news, so I'm, I'm very happy about that. So, yeah, everybody's waiting for your raw review after your your knock dead uh, your rants yesterday when it came to SmackDown last Friday. Although I don't think there's much for you to rant about when it comes to Raw, other than I'm scared for Kevin Owens. I'm scared for people. You kidding in the me? There's match plenty tonight, I could rant but... about with Raw. What do you think well, I am new? <laughs> of course you can. But I mean, there was really... good stuff on Raw. Don't get me wrong. There was, but it, it also, compared to some shows, it, it felt very pedestrian. It wasn't even a whole lot to get fired up about in a negative way, to be honest with you. All right, we've also got the AW Dynamite show tomorrow. So Dynamite is live on Wednesday. It's not Saturday this week. And it is live everywhere. If you are on the East Coast, it is live. If you are on the West Coast, it will be live. But what if I'm in the mountain time zone? Well, you'll watch it live in the mountain time zone, I presume. What about Hawaii? So anyway, the TNT Championship is on the line. Sammy Guevara versus Ethan Page. We have the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament first round match. John Moxley and 10. Sorry, 10. uh, (laughs) He pays for the potatoes he gave to QT. It's going to be a (laughs) 10-7 is what it's going to (laughs) be. TBS Championship Tournament first round match. Akaru Shida and Serena Deeb. CM Punk versus Bobby Fish. The Elite will be facing the Dark Order. Since it happens every time I bring this match up with Dave, I will do the Dave and say, so the Elite is uh, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Adam Cole, and the Dark Order is uh, <laughs> Evil Uno and Stu Grayson and uh, I think Colt Cabana and John Silver. Is that right? Okay. Um, Reynolds in there? I don't know. And uh, also, well, it is right. I had the right lineup right there. I was doing a bit. MJF will also be in action, and that is a lineup for the show coming up tomorrow night. Got it, everybody? Yes. Well, I'll continue on then, Mike. So you got a lot to say today. <laughs> so the ratings for the last couple of days. 
I'm not used to being talking during the first segment on a Tuesday, to be honest with you. Yo, this is throwing me all off. I got a lot of I really have more questions for you than anything like these. I'm trying these, to get a talk so I can find out some information here, and you're just asking me all these questions. Go I ahead. I've I've sent some texts. I'll just wait. But anyway. What is what exactly is up with your last night before Raw? You sent out a, a tweet saying Every what every every time this happens, what the hell was that about? I uh, you mean when I wrote every effing day? Yes. Well, it's what because so it's because when... and I don't want to yell at people because I think some people sometimes people are are good hearted and all that, but yeah. Somebody yesterday tweeted Brian reported that WWE fed him false info about John Moxley's ad, and I was like, where did you get any of that? I said Moxley had a reputation of being difficult being difficult to work with and, and being, uh, uh, and you know, being upset about all these different ideas I had for him, bro. I didn't say one thing about WWE leaking me false information. I don't know where this ties into Charlotte and dude, you want to know who the first person would be that tell to tell you that he had a reputation for being difficult to work with during the final, uh, six or eight months of, of his John Moxley would be the first to tell you. It's not false info. Where did that even come from? Every day. And the irony was at the beginning of the show, I said, you know, I'm not going to speak slowly. I was like, what an irony. I know, I know. Anyway, hey, you know those I'm not mad at not- the person because it was a misinterpretation. But it's like every day there's a misinterpretation. Every single day there's a misinterpretation. And the funny thing is, the way I talk, there should never be misinformation. I'm going to tell you flat out exactly what I think about everything. How does this always get misinterpreted? How? I don't know. You Do I not re- yell loud enough? You have this reputation behind the scenes as well, too. But we will save that for a different day. You know what those people are not, Brian? Those people are not champions, okay? They're not champions the same way that Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask are champions. And as I vamp for time here, as you go look at your text, I will go to nah, the front page where Ethan Renner— It's not like that big a story, but it's kind of interesting. But go ahead. He typed up a nice little report here on Power Struggle, the Road to Power Struggle events that are taking place. El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru did lose the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships to Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask, now making young Robbie Eagles a double champion for Tiger Mask. It's the first time he's held a a championship in New Japan since 2012. Seems like forever ago when he won those titles with Jushin Liger. Feels like he's been there forever now. Eons and eons ago, when when Jushin Liger tapped him to come into the junior heavyweight division, he was one of the last outsiders to really come in and actually make an impact in in the junior heavyweight division for New Japan. They they kind of started closing ranks after that. But uh, Eagles uh, defends the junior heavyweight championship against Desperado on November sixth. So that was obviously to heat that up a little bit too. And I'm wondering, did the did the Jericho Cruz like run into an, a you know, a barge or something like that, docking or something. What like, are you what talking is this, about? What is this not so important, important news? Have you found out anything else? Bro, first off, this has nothing to do with the Jericho Cruise. But since you since you mentioned it, the Jericho Cruise, the rock and wrestling rager at sea, Transition, just returned, baby. just returned. And they have already announced that the next cruise will be March 14 through 18. So a very, very quick turnaround. It will be held the 14th through 18th between Miami, Florida, and Nassau in the Bahamas aboard the Norwegian Pearl. There is a pre-sale, and the pre-sale purchases include a professional photo with Jericho. So no amateurs taking these photos. We've got a commemorative flag 
and a longer period of time to spread out your payment. What? Yes, there will be live episodes of Talk is Jericho, autograph sessions, performances, and activities with wrestlers and comedians, four days of wrestling matches. Are You Smarter Than Le Champion will be on this uh, this lineup here. So uh, there you go. Orange Cassidy, Kurt Angle, Britt Baker, Will Ospreay. Says here on the front page, Chris Jericho was part of the most recent Jericho tour. Get out of here. Glad we got that information here on the front page. And uh, from from talking to people that went on the boat, they had an awesome time. And uh, we went uh, the time before, and guess what? We had an awesome time. Because you know what? You're on a cruise ship doing wrestling stuff. Honestly, how could you have a bad time? Unless you got really sick. Which I didn't hear any reports of anybody getting really sick. So anyway, that's the, uh, that's the lineup for the next Jericho cruise there. Thank you for asking, Mike. Why do you put your thumb down? Oh, I, I wouldn't know anything about this cruise, Brian. I wasn't invited on the cruise. In fact, I was well, banned from the cruise. It's, Still, it's clear. I didn't even do anything to that man. <laughs> you compared it to the Bruise Cruise. You giggled and compared it to the Russell Vessel. No, so I did some not. Reason, I got banned. No, and you get, get out, out of here. With the proper strength, ain't nobody man enough to feel the pain. And you can be next. You better give respect. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968.
Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Uh, Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. So the ratings for the last couple of days. Rampage on Friday night, 533,000 viewers down 7.8% from the previous week. Second lowest viewership Rampage has drawn in his history, 0.2218-49, down 8.3%. Also second lowest. Ninth on cable, MLB American League Championship Series game on FS1, nearly 6 million viewers to top the charts. Remember when SmackDown did like 700,000 viewers on FS1 and everyone said, ah, no one watches FS1. Well, uh, yeah, six million people watched a MLB game there the other night. NBA game on ESPN averaged 1.7 million viewers. Rampage went head to head with both of those, and taking away sports competition, they would have finished second on the charts behind Gold Rush on the Discovery Channel. SmackDown did a great number: 2.249 million viewers, up 4.8 percent from the last time the show aired. This was the Fallout episode for the Crown Jewel show, where Brock Lesnar uh, promised and uh, fulfilled his promise to show up and uh, cause carnage in the opening segment. 18-49 to 49 demo. They did a .58, beat everything else on the networks, but fourth overall on television. So as Dave noted, I wonder how many people were talking about how important the demo was for SmackDown this week, because if you don't go by the demo, they didn't do very well. But if you go by the demo, they did very well. There's a lot of selective, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Also, top of the demos in 18 to 34, and up 2.3% compared to the last 10 weeks. Dynamite on Saturday night, 575,000 viewers, down 20% from the previous week's show. Lowest audience in the history of the show. Had strong competition in the form of several college football games on various networks. It totaled 14 million viewers. You figured it was more. Along with Game 6 of the MLB NLCS, which averaged 7 million viewers. All of these ran head-to-head with Dynamite. 10th on cable in 18-49 with an 0.22. So uh, all of these shows, when they run up against sports, are going to get... are going to get slaughtered. Brutal. Just absolutely brutal. And, you know, Friday at, at 10 o'clock is a tough spot anyway, but they're, you know, they're developing something there. When the Dynamite shows get moved to Saturday, it's, it's just, I don't want to say it's impossible because 
if there was not college football and the baseball playoffs were not going on, it would be a little bit easier. But even if this was the beginning of the year in college basketball season, you get a big enough game going, you got enough stuff going on, you got a good NBA game, it's going to be tough. So it's just going to be that's how it goes when it comes to Saturdays, much like when that's how it goes when WWE moves from SmackDown from Fox to FS1. You're just going to get a huge drop. It's going to be tough for you to do a whole lot about. Oh, there's so much stuff going on. Some of it's even good. Yeah. So uh, they're, uh, yeah, we'll talk about this in a while. I know it makes people mad, but listen, we're trying to be responsible here, everybody. Yes. All right, so uh, New Japan has provided an injury update on Kota Bushi. He will be out two months following a, a separated shoulder and joint lip damage. You know you have joints in your lips? Ooh. You don't. It's the lip of his shoulder. He'll be out two months, which means he should be back in time for the Wrestle Kingdom shows, January 4th and 5th. And uh, as noted, now Okada's running around with that... Uh, a briefcase gimmick, which is not a briefcase, is a belt. So my guess would be, I guess I guess we'll figure out exactly how this works out because there's two nights of the Tokyo Dome. So, I mean, there's a lot of ways that they could go, including they could have a match on night one with Ibushi versus Okada, and the winner ends up getting the IWGP title match on night two. Now, why would they do that? Why wouldn't Okada just get his championship match? Well, you could tell the story, which Okada himself basically did when when uh, Ibushi was writhing around on the mat, and and Okada's trying to tell these medical people to get in the get in the damn ring and take care of this guy. They're like all at ringside, all all you know, because Okada's in the ring, so they're afraid to get in there, and he's yelling them to get in there. So anyway, he uh, he very very clearly and specifically. Held up one finger to Ibushi, meaning we're going to do this one more time. Mm-hmm. So I could see the storyline being that Okada actually does not want to get a championship match on night one. He would rather see if he has earned it by facing Ibushi on night one, and the winner gets a championship match on night two. Which means you could also do a championship match on night one, and then the winner of that goes to night two. There's, there's a million things you can do with two nights. We may end up with three. Think about this now. We may end up with three just because you have that dash show. We don't know what it's going to be yet, but we have Zack Sabre Jr. getting a title shot now because he has earned that throughout the process. And with Shingo holding the belt, you have Okada with a claim at it. You have Abushi with a claim at it. But of course, you also have Will Ospreay with another claim at it. And it'll be interesting to see what they do there and how they bring him back. Jeff Cobb and Ocon probably should be a tag team, even though I'd love to see Jeff Cobb do more as a singles right now. The reality is when Osprey comes back, you got to reestablish the United Empire. They barely had them established to begin with. They had just gotten their colors. They had just gotten their name. They just started getting on a roll and then everything went sideways. So you got to bring Osprey back. He's got a claim to the title. It's just, do you do an angle at some point in those three days? Do you do a match with him? Which, if Shingo, look, I doubt this is going to happen, but if you have Shingo survive two days and then do the unprecedented in a short period of time, have that third match, he loses to Osprey. Again, there's ways you can play a lot of this stuff. I just... 
it'll be interesting to see next year because, you know, it was supposed to be Abushi's year. And it's been supposed to be Abushi's year the last two years. We had COVID cut off the whole storyline he was telling with Tanahashi, which ended up making that far less successful than it really should have been. But thankfully, their star power overcame it. But it's been problem after problem, you know, since then. And have we seen Abushi rise to the levels of forget about Tanahashi to Okada? No. To even Omega? No. To even AJ Styles at this point, the way it's gone. Unfortunately, in this post-Omega you know, Omega world, we haven't seen that yet. So, again, Ibushi, there's a lot of moving parts here, but Ibushi in 2022, boy, I hope it's his year because New Japan's really going to need him to have it. All right, so a few things. Uh, first off, they are uh, at NXT right now, getting ready for the show. And uh, JC Jane is there. She is cleared to work. So she's going to be in the ladder match tonight. And I am scared to death. Well, I mean, good that she's healthy, match. but uh, why are they bringing a ladder into these folks? Is every, everybody is, uh, everybody they, is, uh, they don't need a ladder, guys. I know, stairway to what, like, if you're going to use a ladder, let like, Oni Lorcan use the ladder, let the grizzled young veterans use the ladder. Do we really need to see? You know, JC and I, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, to me, again, everybody's got to get experience doing things. Maybe they've been practicing on ladders at the Performance Center left and right leading into this. But, boy, your chances of something happening go up a lot. By the way, uh, the booking of the, to- the Tokyo Dome is actually much easier than the uh, hour we've just been talking about it. On night one, night one, Shingo, presumably he's still the champion. He faces Will Ospreay in a unification match. The winner of that match goes to night two and faces the winner of Okada in Ibushi. So on night two in the ring, you can have three belts. You've got the real IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, the fake IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, and then the winner of Okada in Ibushi goes into the ring with the V4 IWGP Heavyweight title. And if it were me... I would say the winner of this match gets to choose the championship that will be used going forward. Uh, I don't know about and that. And it doesn't matter because no matter who wins, they go back to the old belt. That's the only thing that matters. Because <laughs> like, otherwise, by your definition and how they've created this in this universe here, Okada's got to be the one then to win because he's done with all that sort of nonsense and he's the one pulling back to the past. So regardless of any of that stuff, yeah, it's time for one belt. It's time to bring the lineage back to the way it was. It was just it was a silly gimmick to begin with that I'm surprised they leaned into so heavy. I don't I, I mean, I get I, no, I don't actually get it. Again, even just refreshing the company, I just it was a bizarre thing to do, and hopefully it all goes away. Okay, so the September pay-per-view that WWE has announced, which just happens to be on Labor Day weekend, which is the same weekend that uh, AEW obviously runs their all-out show, it now appears that that show is likely going to be taking place from the UK. So, I mean, if you if you uh, pay any attention whatsoever, they ran a show from Saudi Arabia uh, the other day, and that show aired uh, Saudi Arabia time. It was uh, 9 o'clock in the morning Pacific and noon Eastern. So it appears, and because this is Peacock and everything like that, that there is a very good chance that that UK pay-per-view 
It's going to run in a time convenient for those in the UK, which would mean there is virtually no chance of it going head-to-head with All Out. And given that it is, uh, you know, over in the UK, it's not like we're in the same market. So and they just happen to be running on the same weekend, and it doesn't appear that this is like a, a an attempt to battle AEW on home turf or head-to-head or whatever. I don't know. Why? I don't know. Peacock's well, because, 499. It's not like people yeah, are going to buy the WWE show, not buy the AEW show. But why would you have a show on Labor Day weekend in the States? You go ahead and do it over in the UK that just happens to be on a big wrestling weekend. And I think that's what it comes down to more. I think it comes down to just the weekend more than anything. Maybe else. they got a good deal. Hey, I'm going to Raw. Back in a moment. The success of Janet's meal prep business is keeping her from keeping up with customer appetites. Paleo prep meals, this is Janet. Yep, you just reheat, but we actually have a wait list currently. Oh, can you hold on one sec? She needs to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. When you want to protect your IRA or 401k, don't trust it to just anyone's hands. It's your money. You earned it, and you deserve the best protection available. That's where Augusta Precious Metals comes in. We've provided gold and silver IRAs to thousands of Americans, including Joe Montana himself, the Hall of Fame quarterback. Augusta is trusted by all these people because we have a simple process requiring little more than a phone call to book an appointment for a one-on-one web conference on the benefits of buying gold inside your IRA. Our objective, to educate you on the economy and on the way Americans are using gold as an important part of their wealth protection plans. So do what Joe Montana did. Protect your IRA with gold and silver. Call Augusta Precious Metals right now. 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? going through a divorce. Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800-306-1760, 800-306-1760, 800-306-1760, 800-306-1760, that's 800-306-1760. So as you guys know, Mark's gone. The float artist at Fred's Floral just took off, days before the parade. They need a replacement before business passes them by. Oh, and who am I going to get to finish the float? Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need it. Indeed you do. 
With Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. I have heard today... From your from back, which is why you made that sound when you started very, your... <laughs> People very concerned about this ladder match tonight. Three reasons. I mean, A, you got some very, very green workers in this match. And the issue with green workers, by the way, it's not even so much that like you're worried that they're going to kill themselves, but also that they're going to kill each other. Like, we saw a week ago, J.C. Jane tried to dive. She landed right on her head. She had to be taken out of the match, had to undergo concussion testing and everything like that. That was from doing a running tope. And now we have got six women. Arguably, four of the six are green. And they're all going to be in a match, falling off ladders and hitting each other with ladders. And on top of everything else, last night... On Monday Night Raw, the main event was a ladder match with a bunch of great workers who had a great match. And if you watch the match, tried to damn near kill each other or themselves. I'm speaking of Kevin Owens mostly. This guy went out there and was like determined to, uh, oh my God, one bump after another. So they're following that a day later. I'm not even joking. I hope everything ends up all right tonight. Now, let's talk about Raw. There was good and bad on this show. Show up and up with every WWE segment you've ever seen in your life. The champion comes out. He wants to know who his challenger is. Four dudes come out. They all want the belt. And then, and you know, whoever, what do they call him? The GM. I don't even know what they officially are. Sony Deville. Comes out and announces a fatal four-way for the number one contendership coming up in the main event of the match. Or the main event of the show. AJ Styles was not at the show. I don't know where he was. I don't have an update. But he was not there. And as a result, the only match they had advertised, which was AJ and Omos versus RK-Bro, didn't happen. Instead, they did Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler versus the Street Profits and Alpha Academy in a three-way to determine who gets the championship match. And Omos just comes out near the end of the match, and he interferes. He attacks the Street Profits. Which it doesn't even, there's no, no explanation for why he did this because, like, whoever wins is getting this championship match. So, like, he shouldn't want anyone to get the championship match if he's not getting it. But he specifically chose one team. He beat them up and then uh, ended up with the uh, Rude and Ziggler pinning Dawkins. So they went on to the championship match later. We had the Queen's Crown coronation with Queen Zelina, who is now trying to do an English accent about 50% of the time. It's as goofy as it sounds. Dewdrop can take no more, who actually has an accent. And she comes down to the ring. Maybe that's, maybe that's why she was so mad. And oh. uh, she attacks Zelina. They have a match. Zelina wins in two minutes. I thought the template for the accent was already set up through Booker T. If you're going to do an accent now, especially a fake British one, Booker T is your inspiration. Becky Lynch came out to do a promo, and she was interrupted by Bianca Belair. And uh, I don't know if you guys heard the filthy show yesterday, but I thought that I would be calm 
in my third speech about the Becky Charlotte thing. And next thing I know, I I, uh, I think I almost had a stroke. But anyway, part of the rant yesterday on the Filthy Tom Lawler show was about how broken the system is and how once again, Becky Lynch comes out, she's supposed to be a heel, and everybody's cheering her. And they cheer her, and she gets in the ring, and she starts doing her heel promo, and it doesn't result in booze. The crowd just dies. They don't want her to be a baby or a heel. So then Bianca comes out, and Bianca actually cut a great promo. And it led to a brawl, and I thought, oh, this is great. You know, Bianca's going to lay her out. No. Becky lays her out with a, with a kendo stick attack and uh, leaves. Heat. We must have heat all the time. Damian Priest faced T-Bar. No, he did not beat T-Bar. Uh, T-Bar threw a chair at him for a disqualification. And then Damian Priest got really mad. I bet you anything. This is your classic. Vince likes the guy. You know, he, he speaks Spanish. He's tall. He's like everything they want. But you need a mean streak, brother. Oh. You got to be, you got to show me some anger. So they booked something where he could get really mad and he beat the you guy up. You know how stupid and... that is? You know how stupid that is? How did Damien Priest kind of get over? Well, for the exception of Bad Bunny and everything, like Damien Priest got over because he was like throwing hands with Sheamus because he was presented as a badass. He was not some dork childlike character like most of the rest of the roster. Like he was different. He stood out. He banged around with these guys. And that to me is the easiest way to have this feud with T-Bar. All you got to do is have T-Bar challenge him. But look. We have a pass with each other. I don't know if they wrestled in Ring of Honor or not. I, I, I really don't. But we have a pass with each other. You know, I see you. I see me. Look at me. I'm huge. I'm jacked up. I need to kick your ass because I need to make my mark on this show. I'm tired of teaming with Mace. I left that dead weight behind. Let's go. You start it that way. And then you have an, a, a situation where a chair gets involved. leads to another match because, like, you're you're telling me that Punishment Martinez and Donovan Dijak can't have a great match. And I know what you're saying. Well, that's not them anymore. It's Damian Priest and it's T-Bar. But the reality is, is you put those guys in with each other, you give them time, they're going to make each other look fantastic, and you may actually have a fight with, like, two guys that people might want to see, even though, yeah, T-Bar should should be the one that is a stair step for, you know, Damian Priest as he continues to ascend, because at some point he's going to be a champion on that brand. Very difficult for me to believe that, so... I don't know. To me, it's so simple to go and you do something like that as opposed to this nonsense that'll just lead to a match that, again, probably one more and that's it. We did a big draft to shuffle the rosters, which resulted in a never-before-seen match with Carmella versus Liv Morgan. Carmella won in three minutes, wearing her soft fabric mask to keep her face from being injured. Keith Bearcat Lee beats Cedric Alexander in two minutes. Just a way to get Bearcat Lee over. He appears like he's going to be a heel, but I'm not, I'm not sure. He's still facing heels, but he's uh, very aggressive and supposed to be angry right now. Well, so he does nothing. You know, they... He does no Keith Lee stuff. He stands there, and he runs dudes over, and he clotheslines them, and then he pins him. So the old Keith Lee is gone. Now we got the Bearcat. Work like a big man, pal. Work like a know. bear. We're going to put like a bear in your entrance music. <laughs> Even the it's going to go, Arr! I don't know. You watch those matches from, you know, back in the day with the bear in the ring, and the bear is actually doing more than Keith Lee was doing. But, uh, yeah, 
Uh, just leave it alone with that. But why actually no? Why do they use jobbers for you know an enhancement talent with no names and no faces for somebody like Hit Row? And then you use Cedric Alexander, who look you need people in the tag division. Jobber. Just need, People that are, and I know, and I know that's why, but it's such a silly thing. Well, they when, did it, Mike, because the match was over. Shelton Benjamin faced off with Bear Cat. So they're going to do another match down the road. He's going to beat a, him up. Then they're probably going to be a, do a two on one match. He's going to beat up both, both of them. Which, yeah, by the way, if you're going to have Keith Lee beat up both of them, it probably means they're winning the tag titles soon. What a surprise matching up Keith Lee with uh, Cedric and, and Shelton because they can't think of anything else better to do. Another great wrestling tradition there. We had Austin no Theory and Dominic doing a segment backstage, which actually I thought I thought Dominic was very good in this segment, just standing up for himself. And but it led to him being beaten in three minutes by Austin Theory, clean in the middle of the ring, and that was the end of that. We had Randy Orton and Riddle beating Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler to retain the tag team titles. Twelve minutes, uh, second best match on the show. Very good match. Good tag team action. You got two good tag teams, two great tag teams in there. And uh, nothing bad to say about this. This was great television. Then we had a bunch of recaps and that sort of thing, and that led to the four-way ladder match. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, and Rey Mysterio. Like I said, and he talked about it on Twitter today, Kevin Owens is going to go out there until his dying breath, and he's going to kill himself. If it's a ladder match, he's going out there to die. And there were two spots, three spots in particular, one, he got backdropped onto a ladder, which was uh, balanced on the bottom rope. And so the normal give that you have, it wasn't there. He just, the ladder smashed on the mat. He got sent through a ladder bridge, which looked like he was killed. And then Ray did the ride the ladder down onto him outside. But something went wrong, and he, like, bumped early. And then Ray and the ladder fell on his head. The announcers are like, there's no way he's getting up from that. <laughs> and I didn't think there was, but he did. And finally, at the end, Seth Rollins won. Like, he won four minutes before they went off TV. So we had four minutes of posing, interview with Seth, uh, stare down with Big E. I mean, they did the whole nine yards. So uh, they're doing this match, I presume, on television because Survivor Series is going to be the Raw champion versus the SmackDown champion. I would presume we're going to have a DQ or, or something like that. I guess it's possible that Seth could beat him for the title, and they could do their Roman Reigns-Seth Rollins championship, uh, champion versus champion match. And the only reason I say that is because Seth did drop a line that the Universal Champion was afraid of him, and that's, a, that's why he's here. And then, you know, Big E could win the title back after Survivor Series. These people can do whatever they want. But uh, anyway, he'll be getting a shot at some point. And that was a Raw show. Two very, very good matches, and uh, the rest was Raw. No one can replace Mick Foley. Nobody is Mick Foley. But if there's a spiritual successor in some ways, it's Kevin Owens. No matter what that company does, Kevin Steen is going to look at his fan base and look at what they're doing and go, I'm going to make him remember in this match. And maybe he shouldn't with some of these bumps that he takes. He certainly doesn't have to for me. You've already taken more than enough, buddy. You could just put it into cruise control the rest of your life, and I'll be satisfied probably with your performances. But when it comes to actually having a reach with his fan base and kind of just being that humble guy, uh, I mean, I, I just the evolution of Kevin Owens and where he's gotten to in his career, and you look at the fans that are behind him, the ones that – 
you know, again, he puts his, he bears his family out there a little bit for the public to, to take in. It's just, again, I don't, uh, nobody can replace McFoley, and I'm certainly not sure, you know, charitably and all that sort of stuff, you know, where Kevin Owens fits on that chart. But in some ways, that's kind of what he feels like is like, man, he's kind of like Foley. And in some ways where, you know, Kevin, you don't have to do this stuff. As much as you you might love your fans, as much as you might want to continue to to set the tone for that locker room and for the people around you and for the people that you work for, you know, it just it's amazing. You don't have to do this stuff. But he will. Person <laughs> says maybe this WWE UK pay-per-view is so that people get exhausted of watching the UK pay-per-view earlier in the day and maybe will not watch all out pay-per-view later. <laughs> no. I can think of no other listen. I, I don't know what's I don't know what the mindset is behind this, but a, a WWE UK pay-per-view the same day or the same weekend, it ain't taken one buy away from AEW All Out. It's just no. not. So I, I I think it's like they must have got a good deal for that weekend or something like that. Or maybe traveling that weekend is easier or or I don't know what the deal is. But. Well, that's where it was like, you know, in, in, in most ways it's not. And you're going to probably have to pay more and it's going to be busier and all that sort of stuff. So it's an interesting week. Again, it may just be because you did get a great deal, but you look at, again, the, the date and when it comes to WWE's reputation on some of this stuff, uh, you know, that them wanting to win the weekend, you know, even in a gorilla type of form where they're trying to flood social media and whatever it all is. I don't know. And look, that that's a market for that's doing damage to AEW on their market too when they are trying to suck all the air out of the, you know, the room for that week. So it is, you know, to the UK and Ireland and Scotland, maybe it is actually a little bit more than of a salvo than you think. This person wants to know what was the point of Edge beating Seth last week if Seth was going to be the number 1 contender. Idiocy like this is why nobody is able to gain any real traction. Because it's Vince. And in his mind, Seth was leaving the brand, and so he was going to do a job on the way out, and then we'll just give him a big win on Raw, and he'll be the number one contender. Uh, Back in a moment, Observer Live. Invasions don't work in wrestling. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here. To use Viagra if we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800 399 3691. 800 399 3691. That's 800 399 3691. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. 
Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. This person says, I know people are not liking Keith Bearcat Lee's gimmick, but I just hope he ends up in a Matt Riddle-like position on the main roster where Vince is able to trust him and push him to at least a certain level. Well, the difference between Keith Lee and, and Riddle is uh, Vince thinks Riddle's hilarious. And I have not seen any indication of any hilarity coming out of the Bearcat. But I will say that it is abundantly clear that Vince was not going to do anything with the old Keith Lee. Nothing. So if he gets a new gimmick that Vince came up with and Vince can own, and he decides, I like this big guy. Great. Wonderful. They could make this guy a, a dentist. And if he and if Vince likes his dentist character and pushes him and he makes money, I'm fine with that. It's not ideal, but you know what? It's good for Keith Lee. So hopefully the Bearcat gimmick works out. And yes, in an hour I have to go to the dentist. Well, you know, when it comes to Vince and trusting people, look at the age of Bobby Lashley. Look at the people that he actually, when he he finally gets around to quote unquote trusting them, how long it takes. So. In some ways, I don't think Keith Lee will ever be in that wheelhouse of, of Vince's close circle of trust. Well, we'll find out. And tonight, everybody, it's the Brian and Vinny and Craig show. It'll be live at 9 Pacific Midnight Eastern, only for our top-tier YouTube subscribers. If you are a WrestlingObserver.com subscriber, the audio will be up shortly thereafter. But tonight, uh, Granny will be joining us. We have a Halloween poetry contest. Because we forgot to plug the song contest, so it's just going to be poetry. And uh, also a review of November to Remember 1997. I could talk for years about this show. Some good and a lot bad. But that's coming up tonight. And that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. Mike, as always, callers and listeners. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.